I think we could all use a bit of a breather, a palate cleanser. So it's good that we have a monthly check-in with the acting director of Lincoln Library. Summer Beck Griffith is here with us this afternoon. And Summer, welcome back to the program. Great to talk to you as always. Hi, so glad to be here. Well, it's uh, it's timely because uh, last week you made a presentation to the Springfield City Council, sort of a state of the library, a lot of information there. So we want to talk uh, in a little bit more detail uh, yeah. about some of that. Uh, essentially, uh, and you made a pretty bold statement uh, talking to the uh, alderman who will uh, be casting a vote in a matter of days on your formal appointment as the permanent director of Lincoln Library when you said, it's a fallacy to say we can do more with less. We'll do less with less and we can do more with more, essentially saying the library is underfunded, you need more resources. Uh, tell me how you came to that conclusion. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, looking at the numbers here per, you know, full-time equivalent per 1,000 residents, we just are significantly understaffed. We have 0.31. And when you look at, you know, normal, who has about 52,000 people um, per population, they have a 0.75. So just in terms of, like, pure raw numbers, um, per capita, our revenue is low, our staffing's low, and what I want to say is that the library and its staff and, and everyone involved does such amazing work in the community, um, but with more, we can do more. So we have vital needs in the community around technology, around community, around coming out of a pandemic, around connection. I mean, we see it in our community in terms of disparities and violence and tumultuousness and all of the things that we see, and one of the things a library can do is be a center point um, for real innovation and change, and we can do that better if we have more qualified people, if we have more resources, if we have more technology. Do you have a sense as to how much more, if if you could get everything on your wish list, what would it do to the library's budget compared to where it is right now? Sure. So pie in the sky gets kind of, I mean, if you ask me everything that I could do is a lie. Um, but you know what we're looking at realistically in the one to three year mark, we would like to bring on an outreach manager, um, have a bookmobile librarian one and a librarian assistant. Um, our SVC team could use another staff person and then bring on another circulation, another reference librarian just in-house. And, and SVC, um, by the way, Sangamon Valley Collection. Oh, yes, exactly. And they're just a gem of local history. They have the history for Sangamon County and the 10 surrounding valleys. Um, excuse me, surrounding counties, um, and they hold microfilm, and they are in this huge digitization project because we're frankly we're losing the physical material of history, and so we're trying to put it online and trying to make it digitized so that the community can have it and have access to it. Um, so we'd really like to um, see robust staff in there. So I mean, realistically, we'd like to bring on um, staff in the next one to three years, and we'd also like to see the budget um, increase over that time. I'm glad you mentioned the Sangamon Valley Collection. What an incredible resource, an incredible gem, and and I think underutilized uh, and, and just under awareness <laughs> of that here Absolutely. in our community. Uh, another thing you mentioned in the presentation is the fact that uh, we have just essentially the one main branch, and it's right there in downtown, and it is you know remote for a, a lot of residents in the community, especially some of those who are uh, most in need of the resources and services of a library. So you talked about the the concept of micro branches. What what does that mean? What would that look like if you're able to bring that to fruition? Yeah, so it's starting with our pop-up libraries. You know, we've talked about it a couple times. We, we saw a need for an outreach library, and, and, you know, frankly, I wrote a grant, and we got a person, and we're starting. So we go to a couple of housing authority sites. Um, we're starting to be at the CAP 1908 on um, 11th and South Grand. And so a, 
you know, in the future, we'll have a couple things. Our, our goal is to have the bookmobile out, and it would have consistent sites, and you'd know where it would be, and we would advertise that. Um, also, micro branches would look like small, tiny branches where you could get resources. We could bring them. Um, you know, Cap 108 would be a wonderful location. You know, the Teen Empowerment Zone um, around the Comer Cox in the future would be a wonderful location. We'd like to go out west, you know, somewhere on the west side as well as the north side. And it would be a smaller um, branch where you can get resources. And basically the bookmobile can stock it and come back. And it would be a spot that people could get to and have access to materials and resources, access technology, and access to um, reference librarians without having to come downtown. I mean, we used to have, uh, as I'm sure you were probably aware, I'm sure you've been uh, you know, hearing about the, the history of the library and used to have uh, very nice branches, although sometimes in older kind of rundown buildings, but we had them <laughs> on the north side and the, uh, you know, the south side and the west side and, you know, all over the place. Yeah. Any chance well, I grew up, okay. I was going to tell you, I grew up riding my bike to the west side oh, branch. Sure, okay. I grew up there right there on, on Lawrence and would ride my bike after school to the west side branch. I, I forgot that you had been here before you went away for a while and then came oh, back. Yep. So, uh, so you are familiar with it. Any chance of returning to those days or is that really too much pie in the sky? That may be too much pie in the sky, but we don't know what the future holds. You know, we want to start. What we know is um, our, the needs for the community is there. We know that we are moving in that direction. And I think assessing what the needs coming out of a pandemic, coming out of, you know, what 2022, 2025, 2027 looks like, and evaluating what the community needs and what we can offer and what's the best way to reach them, I think, is kind of the goal of what we're looking at. Talking with Summer Beck Griffith, the acting director of Lincoln Library, uh, about the presentation she made to the city council last week talking about positioning the library for the future and you talked in some very realistic terms about some of the challenges the library faces one of which of course uh, is the the fact that the the library is a haven for a lot of people including people who are sometimes engaged in behavior and activities that are not appropriate for the library how do you address that and keep the library as a, a safe and welcoming environment for everybody yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's a couple fold, and we've talked about this a little bit. You know, the library itself can't solve homelessness. It can't solve mental illness. It can't solve affordable housing. You know, the library itself can't fix the problem. What we can do is work with our partners, encourage um, continued partnerships with Helping Hands, with Washington Street Mission, with Path Mental Health, and all of the things that we're doing with the Springfield Police Department who do a fantastic job. Um, the other thing is we can do is we can make very clear, equitable, um, across-the-board policy for in the library, which we have done and seen a great change. Um, but we, you know, we call on the community and, and, and know that the experts and those that do the work of agencies, because what the library isn't is an agency. It's not a nonprofit agency in Springfield. But we do partner. We encourage, you know, people to give and to work together. Um, and, and then we um, look towards the future, like you know, one of the things Springfield needs is a low barrier day shelter and the library can't be that, you know, the library has to be open for the entire population, which means, you know, everybody at their comfort level. So we do the things that the library can do to keep people safe, to be, make the community. Um, but, you know, we, 
we aren't going to penalize people for poverty. And at the same time, you know, just legally, we can't just shoo folks away. So we have to look for the larger picture. And frankly, if there were easy answers, Jim, you know, these things would be solved. They're not easy. They're complicated, complex, and it really takes a community to work in the same direction. You really did take a, a big picture approach in this presentation, not just dealing with library services and things, but also things like the aesthetics of the library, which might seem like a minor consideration, but if the library looks, you know, kind of old and outdated, you might have a harder time drawing people in. So how do you uh, how do you make the library just a more physically attractive space? Yeah, Jim, so this is like my, this is my passion project, to be honest. Um, you know, I've been to beautiful libraries in, in London and Edinburgh, and just in, incredible libraries that inspire awe. And we know that that's possible, right? So one of the things we talked about doing is installing murals from local artists around, and I showed a bunch of pictures of um, artists and libraries um, across the country that have used um, local artist murals to highlight what's important to their communities. Uh, we've talked about how we can um, beautify the parking garage, and I showed a picture of what the Kansas City parking garage looks like. It's just this beautiful architecture and giant murals. Um, and then on the inside, you know, we really have a breathtaking library when you come inside, and so how we can use local artists and bring in the community, and we begin to um, do that in partners with um, local artists, but to enhance enhance the physical aesthetics and just, you know, the basics upkeep and making things um, balance between kind of the mid-century modern that the library is with really the needs and technology and, and modern projects that we'd like to see for the future. Uh, Summer, before we let you go, uh, real quickly, what's on the library's calendar coming up? So we have a lot of neat stuff um, hitting up summer reading. So every Wednesday at 2, we've got some fun stuff for the kids. We have a wonderful um, Rube Goldberg challenge coming up for the teens on the, excuse me, on the 16th. Um, Kurt Mann, City Historian, has a Capitol Avenue Amble that no one's going to want to miss on July 12th, and that'll be really fun. It's from 6 to 8, so in the evening, just some local history down here on Capitol Avenue. Um, we have teen movie nights and every movie Monday at 2 p.m. for the families. 